0: to the Writerly Bites podcast, where you'll get bite-sized tips for making your writing and your writing life better. I'm Blair Hurley, and I'm a novelist and a creative writing instructor. You can find more about me at BlairHurley.com and on Twitter at b_hurley. You can follow news about the podcast on Twitter at WriterlyBites. This week's writing tip is dialogue is like a horse race. A wise creative writing teacher once explained to me why the scene I had written wasn't working. It was a Christmas party scene in which my main character mostly observed while characters chatted and made small talk around her. The scene was heavy on dialogue, but most of the dialogue, my teacher explained, was only serving one purpose. Small talk was small talk. Exposition was exposition. Character establishing moments were establishing character. Each line of dialogue did one job, took its sweet time, and then moved tediously on. The scene was taking ten pages, and it was getting nowhere fast. The teacher paused to make a little drawing on the whiteboard of the classroom of four horses or dogs all in a line on the left side of the board. She laughed and said she was no artist, but you could imagine the creatures as either horses or dogs in a race. They were all lined up at the starting line, and then when the gun went off or the gates opened, they all took off together for the finishing line. That was the crucial thing that good dialogue did in a scene, she explained. All the horses had to take off together and arrive at the finish line more or less at the same time. No one ran races like time trials where one horse ran the race at a time, at least not in a good scene. Every line of dialogue in a good scene needed to do several jobs. It needed to be the equivalent of three or four horses running side by side for the finish line. So what are those jobs? That was where we writers had options. One line of seeming small talk might also establish a character's jealousy of another. A practical delivery of exposition, we won't be meeting tomorrow, could also contain within it information about why the character has to cancel because she's meeting with her lover. A line of conversation could simultaneously move the plot forward. A character talking about his wife and looking about the room for her can realize she has disappeared from the party and go searching for her. There's no such thing as a neutral line of dialogue in a well-crafted story, and equally, there's no such thing as a line of dialogue that only does one thing. Consider the classic short story by Raymond Carver, What We Talk About When We Talk About Love. As two couples engage in small talk about their past relationships, we're also learning important things about the cracks in each of the couple's marriages. As the character Mel tells a story about a touching romance between an old couple, we also are getting his very old-fashioned views on love and romance, and his furious, aggressive rage directed at his ex-wife. As Terry talks about an abusive past boyfriend, we learn about her views on love, and also hear the fundamental disagreement between her and her husband Mel. Buried within those deeper messages are also practical moments of stage direction as characters keep the booze flowing and time passes in the room. No line of dialogue is wasted in this extraordinary story. This week, go through a scene of dialogue in your story and make sure every line is carrying more than one jockey across the finish line. Is it furthering the story, deepening our understanding of the character? Revealing some new depth or tension between characters? Providing some crucial backstory or present stage direction? And is it also something that someone would really say in the current context, in the current mood? Make sure every line is carrying your story swiftly to the finish line of the scene. This week's reading recommendation is The Best American Short Stories 2021. I get this anthology every year, and it's one of my most Exciting purchases, I would say, to get the new book and to pour over the table of contents and see what amazing authors made it in this year. I love seeing old favorites, but I'm also always wildly excited to see new names that I've never heard of before and that I want to get to know better. Each story is maybe surprising, different, strange. I might not always love every story in the anthology, but that's kind of the uh, roll of the dice that we get with any short story anthology, but every one in there is always a mastercraft in some element of technique that I want to learn from. So when it comes to my reading as a student of writing, I think this anthology is the most important book I buy every year. This year's collection has really been great. It's, it's surprising and strange, and there are some really powerful barn burners of stories in there, so I highly recommend this year's collection. Thanks for listening.